can be found in Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, quick, three seas of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you, about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. Here ends today's scripture. Thanks God. Thank you, Mindy. And, and the offering will be taken after the message. Apologies for that. Well, we're going to have more than one. We're going to have more than one offering, though. Divine appointments always seem to catch us off guard, don't they? Suddenly, out of nowhere, the Lord... The living God appeared to Abraham. But this isn't the first time Abraham has, has had an experience that's extraordinary and supernatural with the Lord. Abraham knew something was happening. The text says he saw these three visitors. And look at, look at what it says that he did. It says that he ran to them. Even though it was the hottest part of the day, even though he was this dignified older gentleman, Abraham gets up from his tent, and runs to them. And when he met them, or one could say when he met him, because it talks of three visitors, but he refers to them in the singular, and they speak back to them as the Lord. When he went to meet the Lord, the text says that he bowed down to the ground. The Hebrew there, bowed down, is translated elsewhere in the Old Testament as worshipped. Abraham went out in the heat, and he bowed down in worship before the Lord. Verse 3, he said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. My Lord, Adonai, Hebrew word translated for the great name that's revered to be unspoken, that of Yahweh. Abraham says, please stay and have, and have a bite to eat. Then proceeds to serve them far beyond what custom of hospitality called for. 
Now, how many of us men are guilty of this? We, we make a commitment. Hey, why don't you come over and, and have some food? And then we run in the house. Honey, quick, cook some food. He says a bite to eat, but look what he does. He's in overdrive here. It says that Abraham ran to the herd. He handpicked a fattened calf, had that prepared, everything laid out with his guests eating this huge feast. And notice what it says. It says, Abraham stood near them. Again, he didn't sit. He stands to serve. Who is Abraham serving? Bedouin tribesmen? Angels? The Lord God? Now, it was customary for women to be neither seen nor heard when male guests were being entertained. But Sarah is eavesdropping on this conversation. She's just behind the tent flap, no thicker than our screen here. She's listening in to this strange conversation. When did she become aware that these three visitors were more than nomadic tribesmen passing through? She must have thought something very strange was happening to her husband. Over the years, she'd seen Abraham do some weird things, some unusual things, but nothing quite like this. I imagine she said to herself, what has gotten into him? And then she's caught completely off guard. In verse 9, look there. When the visitors say to Abraham, where is your wife, Sarah? And Sarah thinks, Sarah? Only Abraham knows me by that name that he's given me. And that's only been a short time. Everyone knows me as Sarai. How do they know my new name? And the three visitors ask Abraham this question. Knowing the answer to the question, knowing that Sarah is on the other side of the tent listening in, and she knows that they know that she knows that they're listening and she's listening. Got it? And then the, the leader of the visitors, the Lord God himself, makes a promise that rattles her. He says, I will surely return to you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And we're reminded in very clear terms that they were too old to have children. It just couldn't happen. And so Sarah laughs. But she doesn't just laugh. The, the text adds this in, important emphasis. It says that she laughs to herself, literally within herself, within her spirit. If you were there in the tent, outside the tent, you and I wouldn't have heard a sound. Now, a few days before, God has made the same promise to Abraham and said, Abraham, you will be the father of a multitude of nations, and Sarah, your wife, will be a mother of, of nations. And the Bible says that when Abraham heard this incredible promise, once again, it says he fell down laughing. But there is all the difference in the world between laughing out loud and laughing deep inside. Laugh out loud and, and it shows on your face. You just can't hold back the, the joy and the glee and the delight. But this laugh of Sarah's, on the inside, is shot through with sorrow. Sarah's tears have run dry. She's given up 
on the dream of a child. Now, Sarah could have used a Stephen minister. It was only Abraham's insistence that God promised a son that kept bringing it up to the surface and bringing it up over and over again. And she had learned, like many of us do, she had learned how to deal with him. She, she knew how to, how to turn off, maybe retune her ears and, and turn off listening to all this talk of faith and promise. She'd stuffed her emotions for so long, she simply ignored Abraham's insistence. Because to acknowledge his faith in that promise would only bring the pain back up to the surface. Can you relate to this? There were no more tears, only deep sighs and sorrow. It wasn't so much a laugh as it was a cry of regret. She'd given up. She'd thrown her hands up in the air in frustration long ago instead of putting them together in prayer. But Sarah laughs for another reason. The absurdity of the promise. It would be humanly impossible for her to conceive a child. But as I said to you two weeks ago, impossible is not in God's vocabulary. When did Sarah become aware of what was really going on that day? Was it when the three visitors, these three strangers, read her mind, knew her innermost thoughts, knew her name? When was it that you became aware of what's really going on in this sacred place? That it's more than just a gathering of neighbors and friends. When did you become aware that God is present in this place when we gather in his name? When did you become aware that you are sitting and I am standing in the presence of the living God who is here with all of his mercy and all of his grace and all of his power and all of his resources here available for you and for me? When did it dawn on you that the living God Almighty knows your inner thoughts and your silent struggles and your cries of sorrow? You may be able to hide from one another, but you cannot hide from the Lord. So there are two questions that remain for you and for me from this text. Why do you laugh? Is anything too hard for the Lord? The Apostle Paul prays to the God who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or even imagine according to his power that is at work within you, within us. So why do you laugh? Is anything impossible for the Lord? Sometimes God's promises are all that we have to go on. But given who he is, They are all we need. The Bible says that Sarah laughed again, only this time it's when she held her son Isaac, which means 
he laughs. She laughed again. And in Genesis 21, verse 6, it says, God has brought me laughter, and everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. Now, Sarah laughed again, but this time it was out loud. She laughed, and so can we, because the promise maker is the promise keeper. Let's pray. Almighty God, all of your covenant promises converge and find their yes in your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you that nothing is impossible for you. Thank you for your promises, and God, help those among us who are still waiting for an answer to our prayers. Abraham and Sarah had to wait 25 years, Lord. So give us faith not to throw up our hands in frustration, but to put them together in prayer and to put our hands to good use. Thank you, Lord, for our Stephen ministers who come alongside and care for us in our darkest hour. Lord, we love you, and we yield to you now in humble submission. Enable us to hear you, to respond to your divine appointments, and to bring glory to your great name. Amen. Amen. And now the ushers will receive the morning offering.